and welcome to Pass the Pod to Your Witcher. I'm your co-host Dov. I'm your co-host Aaron. And I'm your co-host Max. And we are delighted to welcome you back after a wee break to discuss our fantastic Witcher spin-off prequel episode, um, the anime film, Nightmare of the Wolf. Yeah, just to, just yeah. to come in hot, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, great. Let, let's be real here. I had lots of fun. I might leave it again tonight because honestly, it was good. It was good. I have watched it twice. And so just um, for the record, we are recording this uh, the day it came out. You'll be hearing this thursday so just a few days later uh we didn't get a screener or anything netflix get at us um so night nightmare nightmare of the wolf controversial take controversial to some but it was good um it's shit hot it was so good Um, i just i just want to emphasize that like uh, let me just start off by saying like 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 um, something that like struck me throughout the whole thing, right from start to finish. Um, man, Witcher arts really declined in quality after the sack of Kerborn. Because <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, because like Vesemir, fuck it. Okay, wait, one sec, one sec, one sec. Can we just heads up if you're a Netflix watching only fan who's listening to this? We're gonna be talking about the games and the books and the broader canon. Only fan was a choice of words, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we're cancelling OnlyFans, so... Yeah, like, uh, sorry guys, uh, that, that website is cancelled for being shitty to sex workers. Um, yes, uh, Vesemir should get an Only OnlyFans, though, because goddamn... Yes, he probably <laughs> had one, Vesemir. let's be real here. <laughs> stupid sexy Vesemir. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's, you know, we're all used to seeing him with his bulbous old man nose and his, and his silly man bun, but instead in this, we're sort of introduced to him as, like, a sort of sexy, dashing, um, you know hench young man and the cold open the cold open is so good I mean, <laughs> oh this anime is fuck man is that not the most anime shit yeah. just the like yeah it, like it's, it's not sort of the thing that's interesting about it to me is it's not super so one thing about anime like you watch japanese proper anime they have the way people talk is very it's based on like there's this kind of very exaggerated mode of speaking um you know where they dart about the screen and their mouths are super open wide and stuff like that that's based on the kind of Japanese theatre. But this is like kind of takes a lot of the aesthetics from ja- from anime, but without a lot of that sort of stuff to it. You know, people kind of talk normally, um, yeah. which I really like. So it takes, because I, you know, it doesn't, I, that bounces off of me, that kind of side of anime and stuff like that. But the aesthetics of it and the mood and the lighting and the quality of animation is just, It's wow. Netflix Castlevania uh, The Witcher, which is yeah. eminently and entirely a compliment. Yes. Oh, I love Castlevania. But I mean, the thing to me that makes made me just like immediately go like, oh, wow, this is I mean, you're, you're right about it not doing the like Japanese theater style of dialogue and things. But the things that made me from, from the cold open go like, oh, this is like really leaning into being anime. Was that like intro song had the sort of like almost corny. Not, corny's not the right word, but the like not really trying to be a song narrative intro song thing that feels very familiar from anime and then of course the um graphic tentacly violence from almost minute one oh was yeah, yeah. it's just the, the song this so- i really loved the bait and switch that they did with the song where you kind of assume it's going to be like a folk song um or something like that you know a traditionally witchery folk song thing telling a story of a bard no it's someone going for a slash and singing to themselves before <laughs> Uh, just <laughs> wonderful and then you know you just sort of see them talking and yeah as you say their face explodes it's magnificent i love it it's yeah. very good and it's, yeah it's yeah a lesion bursts out and just fucks yeah 
Yeah, and not just any Leshen, uh, a different kind of Leshen that Vesemir has never seen before. A talking Leshen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, um, actually, here I want to, right from the outset, say something about the art style. Uh, like, this borrows far more heavily than, like, the TV series does from the designs of the games. Um, mm-hmm. The Leshen is not too different from how we see a Leshen in the games. Like, it's it's slightly different, but, like, it's not too different. Um, th- but, like, especially, remember later on in the film, the Wraiths? Mm. Mm. They look exactly like they do in Witchers 2 and 3, the games. Yeah, absolutely. Like... I, I actually liked, in a way, that, like, direct sense of continuity uh, between the two um, well-animated adaptations of The Witcher. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, and also, I imagine the um, the medium allows them to be a bit more yeah. ex- expressive and, you know, more fantastical yeah. with the creatures. Because if you're doing mm-hmm. it sort of... Um, cgi and it's sort of you know live action you kind of you're not limited in a way but you know if you're trying to make it look sensible and sort of you know you're trying to balance the fantasy side of making big spooky monsters but you can't make them look too ridiculous whereas yeah, in anime yeah, you can just fully read into it you can make you know you can do silly things and it's because you're not constrained indeed. by the technology mm-hmm. yeah and I mean, that's something that carries through like this entire film, like not to get too ahead of ourselves, but there's um all, like all of the combat sequences, um, the sort of combat montage in the sort of the end of the first third, the um, just just everything we see Vesemir to do, you know, Dolph was saying like, oh, man, the Witcher arts have declined since Vesemir's day. But like part of part of that is because in like the medium of, of, of anime, you can you can give us these like fantastical fights that aren't really limited by uh you, you know what is physically possible in the world it leads yeah, into, like the, into, the, is... into the um romance of the free kingdoms conception of combat writing which is that like, yeah your your character can do whatever sounds fucking cool <laughs> realism <laughs> be damned <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, because like, like his 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 abilities with the, the signs is is something, right? Um, yeah. Let alone a- aerial com- it's like combat. Dragon Ball Z shit at times. It yeah, is Dragon yeah, Ball Z it's, shit, it's and Dragon I love every second Naruto of it. Dragon Ball Z type shit. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's yeah. a compliment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Bear in mind, we love all that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. No. No. Like. 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 Uh, I. I. I think I speak for all of us when I say that, like, in past lives, we were experienced weebs. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. By in past lives, you mean my teenage self. Yes. Yes, yeah, same. De- well, definitely. Like, I still watch yeah. Attack on Titan and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, like, I'm not it, totally divorced from that. It has been a while <laughs> since I watched an anime properly, but it was not that long ago that I watched a lot of them all the time. So, <laughs> I mean, we were we were talking about our PC names. My my first PC I ever built for myself, I I named Lane, as in serial experiments lane so uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is it's so cute watching like all my younger mutuals suddenly get into like animes i loved as a teenager it's like oh oh those are still around that's so nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my last pc was called wander after the horse in shadow of the colossus um oh <laughs> yeah um but my my current one's not as elegantly named um <laughs> but uh yeah so we go from this super epic fantasy sword fight and we see Geralt sort of basically trapped the in, a tr- in a tree stump and Vesemir. Vesemir, sorry. Oh, that was a, that was a Freudian slip. Because uh, <laughs> he's young and sexy and I'm not used to Vesemir. 
yeah, we, we see Vesemir doing all this, you know, trapping him, and you see him talking about the sword and stuff like that, and it's all just badass. Um, and of course, but when he flame grills the Leshen, the Leshen mm-hmm. crawls forward and speaks to him in the Elder Tongue, which Leshens mm-hmm. aren't supposed to do. And yeah, the, yes. the, kid, the kid that he saves remarks on this. Didn't you say that they don't speak? And he's like, well, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's boom, title sequence. Y- yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, and so uh, after that, we, we, we cut to, is it cut right to the kid talking to um, Tetra? Yes. Explaining what happened. Yes. Um, I thought it was really interesting, this choice of having a boy survive orphaned with no one to take care of him and our witcher being like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not taking you with me. <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like um, tradition and of course, in later ages would seem to dictate that the correct policy is uh, you go, wait, you know, you know, would you like to be a witcher? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, but uh, Vesemir not only doesn't really give a fuck, he doesn't even bother to bury the boy's family's bodies. Uh, he doesn't even really give the boy a ride into town and explain what happened. He just sort of says like, yeah, practice your sad face. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's a, like, he's, he's a young witcher. You can clearly tell he's kind of, um, r- right from the outset in general. Yeah, but like also right from the outset, I feel like it's established from like this point that, as you know, like it very much becomes clear in the rest of the movie that in this age, um, like the um, the Witchers are, um, shall we say, relaxed about their duties. Um, yes, they're very it really casual seems... about it. Yeah, as we'll get into later. It seems like they have really given up on uh, whatever nobility the trade once had and are just in it for money like, and comfort. Which, you know, like, since we're already doing this a little bit chaotically, I, I, you know, I just, I had some thoughts about this. Like, you know... Um, oh, me too. Fire in. <laughs> um, this this um, is a very, very fascinating insight um, into what the Witcher Order was becoming at the, like, at least the School of the Wolf was becoming at the moment when it was destroyed, this entire film, right? Like, uh, and I was just thinking that, like, there is something um, both depressing and it makes complete sense and, like, I'm not shocked that Sapek was a consultant on this because this is absolutely his thing, that, like, the reason why you don't really see witchers, despite having all this power, do anything bad in his novels? Not, you know, not really. Like, there, there's, there's, there's bad witchers like the games but that's it like um but um in in the in the in the in the books they're all cinnamon rolls you know like Geralt and Eskel and Koyon and like um they're they're lovely guys and I you know like I like it's it's extremely sapic shit to effectively imply with this film that the main reason like the main reason they are as relatively morally innocent as that uh despite having all this power physical and magical at their fingertips is more or less because their order was destroyed because actually you already start to see at this moment when the sack of Kerborn happens in this film like you, you you start to see the values of that order steadily degenerate and them doing things that um are strongly meant to imply that you know you guys kind of you know um, fucked it you know yeah. like 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 yeah my i've got <laughs> yeah. a really hot take that i'll only mention at the end of the film but yeah i i, I get where you're coming from like and, uh, on the topic that yeah on on the matter of the sake of kimoran which is you know it's implied after we've had this little you know moment with um Vesemir and um the little child we get this discussion in a court between a sorceress and the 
king of is it Kedwin? Yeah, Kedwin. Yeah. Yeah. And um an, an elder stateswoman sort of debating the sorceress is coming out basically with stuff from Monstrum. She's calling them all monsters and saying that, you know, they're all crooks and they're creating they're, you know, creating the conditions cynically. Like I think she implies that they've been releasing monsters into the forest to go and kill them to get coin. Said, Well, he didn't did he show you the body of the Leshen and things like that? Um, yeah, th- it's kind yeah. of the theme is that she doesn't trust them, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the elder lady is like, well, he you know, he did he killed it, you know they've killed lots of monsters, they've helped us down the years, and the king is kind of ambivalent, but leans in this occasion towards because um, we we don't have her name at this point in the film, I don't think. Uh, this, this, this king of Kedwin is incidentally, as I said to Aaron as we were watching it, the best king of Kedwin we we encounter in the Witcher saga because he at least believes in due process and not committing like acts of um, grotesque group retribution based on gut <laughs> feelings. Yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, well, you kind of need, a, you know, a trial and all that kind of stuff, yeah. If only because I think, yeah, of laziness or anything else. In so, far, in so far as Witcher Kings go, that's incredible. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. He he actually held back a little bit on genocide. That's that's pretty good for a king in the continent. Yeah, like, like his, his instinct is, can you please provide some evidence? Um... <laughs> Yes, but the Which, noble lady's name is Lady Lady Zerbst. Well, is yeah, what her yeah. her name is. Yeah. yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. So he actually holds back on the genocide. So that that makes him pretty good as far as as far as kings go. Even if he is sort of vain and not really paying attention, he does not seem to care much. Yeah. Which, to be fair, um, legit, this seems like a very boring yeah. conversation. Um, yeah. I have totally lost track of what the um, actual timeline of this film is because. Um, I really love that it has stayed true to both the <laughs> stories and the novels and the Netflix series and that like nothing is linear. What is time <laughs> anyway? As, as that yeah, Vesemir what is time been. anyway? As, uh, <laughs> yes, Vesemir, he said the line. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. There's lots, there's lots of little moments because he says things like uh, something more and it's not a matter of price. You're and, a pr- yeah, it's not yeah. a question of price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a yeah. lot of he said the line moments. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Like, I'm a, a total sucker for fan like, service. Uh, oh, like this, this entire film is just one massive example of fan service. Oh, it really is. But in a good way. It, it's yeah. like, in a good way they execute it so well um yes i think because we've only just watched it we're all kind of excited still i think we've kind of (laughs) forgotten actually the order (laughs) things i think after this are we not at the scene where um we're starting the sort of witcher training um like they go they're in care and they kind of we we meet luca and he's talking about like you know he's earned very little over the summer not even enough to get a a limp brick to rent boy i believe his specific words are um is this when he's hanging out with um with philip andrell yes of all people yeah yes so it turns out our boy is friends with philip andrell yeah he's just been around forever yeah yeah just one of those um, things and it seems like philip andrell kind of well they kind of owe each other some favors and like they go back a really long way based on this conversation and uh so vesemir is concerned about this talking lesson and he's asking philip andrell what Actually, what's going on no, and um if anything is, is if it, anything it's worth noting actually that like if like like vesemir is if anything mostly unconcerned he's just like eh, whatever that's, that's true like 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 that's true it's it's philavandral who is explaining that uh he believes this may have a link 
to the fact that a magically talented elven lass has disappeared mm. in the forest what do, that area. what do we what 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 do we make of the fact that it's not standard elder that they're speaking but the 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 language of the Ainel? um oh, yeah, it it's a very good question um <laughs> <laughs> also, like, not uh, that he's having a sexy bath. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, was... oh yeah. This is off-brand for me. Yeah, he's in the bath, and then we 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 and our snake. We get some. We get, we get some our snakeness from 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 Vesemir there. Yeah, fan service. Um, yeah, <laughs> sexy baths. <laughs> like, where would Witcher uh, be without uh, sexy baths? Sexy baths. Um, like, no, um, you know, like, yeah, like, I was thinking the same thing, like, when he mentioned it was Elliot, I was like, that, that is the language of the NL. Yeah. Hmm. Like, 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 you're just gonna drop that, Philavandrel, huh? Yeah, just gonna, just gonna leave that there. <laughs> yeah. Like. Okay. Um, I honestly don't know what to, what to tell you. Um, like, um, okay, let's, let's take a moment to step back here, and Eren, since you've watched it twice, you can explain something that happens to me in the film, because you will understand okay. it better. Um, okay. So, wha- what was Kitsu's curse? Like, how did it happen? It was alchemy. Oh, what happened to Kitsu? Kitsu was mutated by the by um by Deglin and his yes, wizards. Yes, yes. Sorry, I completely blanked that for a second. I forgot. That. Yeah, yes, I've looked I up the Kitsu. Kitsu, the actual Kitsune, by the yeah, way. I know, yes, I love yes. That. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of anime as fuck. <laughs> yeah, they they actually like they they really they really went there, huh? Like um, I, I think that's quality. Uh, no, it's yeah, yeah, it is. Um, no, like yes. So like Kitsu was mutated by Deglin, so that couldn't have been that long ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, because so, Philavandrel says it's quite recent that this girl Kitsu went missing, and then after that, a bunch of other girls went missing. I would honestly wager, um, quite frankly, that this is more just a like. It it doesn't seem it wouldn't seem to make sense to me that she is that she is not simply an Enche. I think that's probably I think I think she probably was just like you know a scholar of NL lore when she was among her people. Uh, yeah, like, um, yeah. I mean, if she's that shit, so. like, especially if she's particularly magically talented, it makes look, sense that she'd I'm also ju- be a I'm scholar. I'm just saying, if I went insane and created an army of Leshens to like follow my biddings, I absolutely would make them speak as LARPy a language as possible. <laughs> they would they would speak they would speak Sumerian or sh- or some shit just like just like to to scare people. Yeah, like like something something cool rather than boring, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> like 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 yeah. I I I think this is a case of an of a particularly educated Enche, just you know giving that fun bit of her personality to 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 her her lesson children when she got to making them you know yeah yeah um i'm honestly not the best on like remembering like all of the lore about that and alan stuff because i've actually as far as the books that actually mention them i've only read those ones once and very quickly i think Um, i think it's pretty clear that like from pretty much the conjunction of the spheres um like nl and shea contacts ceased except for you know wild hunt raids yeah pretty much um they they became two separate things um yeah 
like the NCA were obviously the ones left behind, so to speak. Like I think they were already they were already separate things because they lived in different worlds. It's just that before that they could hop over easily enough. I think was the implication. Whereas like after the conjunction of the spheres, something happens that basically renders it it much harder and only possible through. Maybe maybe it's simply that they lose access to most of the towers because of human landings. Um, one of the Witcher wikis says they are both from the same world that wasn't yeah, yeah no, no, no. this they, world they, they, they were yeah. they were both from like from the world of the nl but like as in like the nshe had already settled this world before the conjunction of the spheres is the vibe i got mm-hmm. like it's just that the conjunction of the spheres set in motion events that made it basically very difficult for them to interact with their cousin yeah in- either way um the, the 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 film has decided that uh kitsu speaks elion for whatever for whatever reason yeah, uh, which, which well, the movie cool. says Ali. The, the the film says Elion, but like it's written Elilon in every other source. Yeah. So I it's sh- interesting. Surely that's a matter of typography, subtitling issue, or something. So, no, um, it's, it's uh, probably yeah. just like an inconsistency in people remembering how to call it. It's a couple. It's 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 a difference of a couple of letters. So I got my timeline wrong. Um, the bit where that Kier Moran isn't for like another ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got the uh, I've got the film open on another screen, um, muted just so I can like cut forward and see it in <laughs> order. Uh, yeah, after the sexy bath scene, they're um, basically they're cutting to uh, the young young Vesemir with uh, young Ilyana. Um, like there's you know this woman having fits who's clearly like possessed, and then. He's getting a load of grief from their masters uh, and like he's being sent off to run errands and stuff. And they're both very unhappy about it and sort of cursing their existence and then yeah. going to um going to the, the market, which is where uh, a very it's where they meet. They get they, they steal some shit and get caught by a big grizzly looking witcher. Called Deglin. Old Deglin. And yeah. fair play to them. Yes. It's a good Scottish accent in a film. <laughs> Yeah. Though, so, as yeah. Dov pointed out to me when we were in person together, he has Mel Gibson's face. Yeah, have you noticed that? He has oh, Mel Gibson's dear. face. Oh, I think you might. Why? Be right. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fucking Mel Gibson's William Wallace, slightly aged, <laughs> but, but with a but with a proper with a more convincing accent. I think you know? uh, in the credits, I think his surname of the voice actor was like McTavish or something. Uh, so I think it is yeah, actually I a think... Scottish person doing it, which is nice. Yeah, it's good. Yes. Unfortunately, they animated him to be Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I, I do wonder if that's intentional. Uh, <laughs> I think it has to have been. He's a total bastard, so it works. Hmm. Um, but um, yeah, poor um, baby Vasimir is not happy with his lot in life. Um, and no wonder, because he's not treated very well by uh, his um, masters, I guess. Ugh, I don't like that word. Um, well, there's Ileana seems fundamentally. Yeah, yeah, basically. Though Ileana seems a little bit more kind of go along to get along. Um, but uh, when they bring Deglin back to um, see to sort of the Lady of the Manor's uh, possession, uh, Vasimir gets his sort of first taste of, of witchering when he stays in the room for the sort of exorcism. And using the word exorcism advisedly, because this was straight out of the exorcist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the like crab walking and vomiting and yeah, straight out of the, the clothes tearing off. This is straight out of the exorcist. And this yeah. is really cool. Old priest and young priest. <laughs> oh yeah, it is old. Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even consider that aspect of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, visually incredible. Again, one of the, the things with doing animation is you can, um, and that body horror, that is, that is real pure 
anime body horror oh, yeah. that they were doing. With like the yeah. swelling up of the body and the the vomiting and stuff like that. And it's all it's yeah. very yeah. anime. And it's just like such high. I know it seems trite to say it, but genuinely just really high quality, like top drawer animation. And it's just really captivating when you're seeing it. It's fucking class. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Baby Vasemir doesn't do the the best job of uh, uh of being the sidekick for for Deglin. He he hesitates too much and almost lets the um is it Amar? Let's the the Mar go. Uh, but they, they, they managed to catch it and they freed the lady from her curse. Um, and Vesemir, th- the next day, gets to see how much money Deglin gets paid for this. Yeah. Which is a giant sack of gold. Yeah, and he, 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 yeah. he throws him a couple of coins and says, do you want to be a witcher or do you want to stay? And then he kind of hums and haws, says, witchers don't hesitate, and rides off into the distance. Um, which becomes uh, the whole witchers not hesitating thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's a recurring theme, shall we say. Yeah. So after he's done this, we do cut to Vesemir sort of heading to um, Kier Morin, and this is where we get introduced. Oh, does that happen before his conversation with Ilyana? Oh, no, he does Yeah, he does have... Because he, he has that conversation with Ileana where they're like hanging out. Yeah, in the snow. And in the snow, and he can't stop thinking about the money. And um, you know, he he asks her, you know, what she would want if they could have a life other than this. And she talks about, you know, wanting a lake house and to sit by the the water with enough wine and food and and her children playing jacks by her feet. Um, and he says, you know, if I became a witcher, I could, you know, <laughs> he doesn't mention the part where he couldn't have children, but if I, you know, I became a witcher, I could, I could make all this coin. You saw how much money Deglin made. I could take care of you. And um, I think Eliana's response here is really interesting. The way she says, um, oh, so I would trade slavery to a master I hate for slavery to a master I love. She's like, ooh, ooh, damn, Eliana. She really said you would be my like like both my boss and landlord without an HR department or a, or a tenancy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, she really did. Proto feminist philosopher Ilyana. Yeah. <laughs> Icon. Um, uh, this seems to have sort of sealed uh, Vasimir's decision. Yeah, I'm gonna go he's, off. He's he's done. I'm gonna yeah. sneak off through the wastes and the wilds. And it's it's such an anime t- traveling montage. It's yeah, but, uh, it's good. I like it. <laughs> it's, and at the, yeah. at the end of it, of course, we see Care Moran in its golden day. Not sacked Not all sacked. together. All and it boys. looks a lot. It, it looks a lot like Castle Black. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all about uh, yeah. Um. It 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 looks. Exactly like Castle Black down to the like like just like the wintry courtyards like that whole aesthetic is so very Game of Thrones, <laughs> and the fact they come in with the yeah. carriage with like the boys in the back and everything like that it, it's like it's, it's, there's no getting around the fact that it's a bit black watchy yeah yeah like uh, yeah you know in in the way I'm you know like. Uh, it is more or less what what would one could have expected, but I also um, I do I do I do have to admit to feeling like not disappointed, but like you know, underappointed by the <laughs> by the the, the, the the aesthetic they chose for unruined Care Moran because you know in Blood of Elves, Geralt describes to Ciri that Care Moran in its heyday was um, like like. Um, I think the at least in Lufadian the phrase used this fairy tale beautiful like 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 
um, oh. like 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 you know it I, I got this vibe that like despite who the witchers are you know like from the books I got this vibe that in its golden days it was actually a kind of um, you know like almost beautiful fairy tale castle just with a very extensive mutagen lab at the bottom <laughs> um, <laughs> like <laughs> and and deadly tests on children but um, <laughs> But 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 uh, you know like um, I, you, the 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 the, the black watch aesthetic is is I mean the one you would almost all expect them to go for um, because of who the witchers are. But like I can't help but feel that uh, there was a, there was an opportunity to explore something a little bit more more innovative there. Um, like no, not innovative even like just like you know more original. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. Um, but I don't know how much they could really have deviated from what we kind of expected. You, you know, we saw it as a ruin, and at the end of the day, it is just a functional castle. And, he, you like, know, Geralt is describing to his ward, oh, this used to be so nice, and now look at it. You know, there's some element of that. Um, aye, aye. But, like, but like the, 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 this is the thing. Like, like it would have been it would have been a much more, um, like, I, I feel like I would have felt worse about its destruction as as silly as the sounds if it had been prettier <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean i think you do have a point because i mean lore wise wasn't care like wasn't didn't it belong to elves before it belonged to the i Witcher, think it was originally so an elven fortress yeah because it has yeah because it, has, it was supposed it to be the, the keep of the game. elder sea or yeah. whatever yeah that, I, re- I remember that that it was supposed to be it was supposed to be like there there was this thing about the sea used to be closer to it and that's what the name meant when the elves I, used I, to, uh, yeah like, yeah I, d- I don't think it was yeah. originally meant to be a functional fortress at all not least because it's based in a location that actually protects fuck all like well, Siri finds fossils and stuff, and she gets explained to her that, like, before the conjunction of the spheres, the sea used to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, um, yeah. I think Damn it's climate change. it was meant to be a palace more than a more than a defensive fortress back in the olden day. Um, mm. Like, and it would just be, just have been nice nice to see a bit more than more of that, you know, like uh, uh, something that like you could really sincerely like understand Geralt nostalgizing about um, talking about it to Siri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Also, I suppose to be fair, they are there in winter. Um, it is winter, <laughs> to be fair. It is winter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's probably not helping it. Not helping yeah. the Night Watch vibe. <laughs> no, no. To be fair, like the winter kind of does ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> but we also get um, a really nice, like, bit of banter between you know Vesemir and Luca and the the shorter. Uh, I forget his name. The shorter Ginger. Um, Witcher, which is really Sven. nice. Mm. The guy the, 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 who is there for all of five seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thomas, is that it? Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah, well remembered. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I I love Luca and uh, yeah, let's. Uh, Luca's a bicon who was taken from us too soon. Yes. Yeah. He's... Poor Luca. <laughs> he's just yeah, he's just a really fun <laughs> character. Um, and yeah. it's nice to have um, a gay male character in The Witcher. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that we're introduced to fairly soon off. Like a very like a very pretty. Uh, boy gay character I got the impression he was bi because he was flirting with the girls in that pub and then was also flirting with the boys oh yeah I was using gay in the sense of you know gay gay in the gay in the sense of queer the pantheon not gay of in the gay. sense of yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, sorry yeah, I, should, yeah, I should have been more specific yes that's okay <laughs> My daily fighting by erasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're quite right. You're quite right to call it out. <laughs> um, 
yeah so yeah no i quite i quite liked luca gone before his time um but um gosh this whole um god vesemir's whole childhood well, not childhood really i guess adolescence at Kermoran is uh oh man they uh they wasted a lot of recruits huh yeah uh there, yeah. there seems to be what about quite a number of little nippers cutting around um when he's um when he's a young boy and uh the survival rate's not good, is it? <laughs> Given what only yeah. a third survive the trial of the grasses, and there's multiple trials before that. Uh, yeah, they're just waves of basically culling before that. And uh, I mean, Vesemir is—he um, is cocky about his chances because when Thomas is like, "Oh God, like we're gonna we're gonna die," <laughs> and Vesemir's just like, "Oh no, we're gonna go through the trials, and we are gonna be stronger than almost anyone, and we're gonna make so much coin." It's like, okay, dude, oh, fancy buddy. rods, huh? He's oh, just mate. so confident <laughs> about it. It's incredible. Like, yeah. well, he is. Like, of course, this sexy, like cocky adult man come from? Yeah, because he was a cocksure young kid. So obviously, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, like it's it's also worth remembering that there are two things at play here. One, Vesemir is much older, like than the rest of them. Like yeah, Ves- Vesemir like is not is not a kid anymore. Vesemir is like sixteen ish in that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Um, and the second thing is, of course, that he is probably the only one in that room who voluntarily chose the fate of being a witcher. Yeah, when he's talking to the other ones, they're like, "Oh no! Like my parents dumped me here. Or, like I was, you know, law of surprised." Which yeah. uh, interestingly, Vesemir is an economic migrant to care more. <laughs> <laughs> Vesemir Ves- uh. is here on his like, uh, like, 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 like. He's he's literally a student abroad. Like, yes. <laughs> Isn't that? You- <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I really liked how they kind of like threw a bit of, of shade at the, the the concept of law of surprise as well. Like, you know, one of the one of them says like, um, "Oh, I was taken by law of surprise. Didn't even know that it was." that I was promised to a witcher until they showed up at my door or whatever. And then um, one of the other kids is like, no, that's just what they call it when your parents can't afford to pay, so they give you to them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that takes some of the, like, mystical destiny out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, um, we get after this nice, intact, caremoring, youthful Vesemir scene, we age him a little bit forward to him having a chat with Deglin, and the, he's got a pamphlet, which basically Monstrum style stuff, calling them all crooks and monsters again, and Deglin's very nonchalant about it. And uh, so we, a wee discussion there before we sort um, of go forward to a very heated discussion between Tetra and uh, do we learn do we learn Eliana's name in this bit? I think we do. We're again they're sort not of, yet, not yet. We're actually missing the entire. If we go as far as Eliana's, so if I remember rightly, like we have the whole the whole segment of like all of the kids dying in the various trials. Is that this bit? the segment? No, no, no. no. I, I think I think, so. that, I think that's after because after he he threw. I've got the I've got the thing open in another one. Uh-huh. They, ha- they have the conversation, then uh-huh. it cuts to Tetra and. Um, Tetra examining some corpses and sort of saying, oh, you know, the witcher said he'd killed the Leshen. There's not any monsters. There's not supposed to be monsters in the forest. Like, and she's saying, well, it wouldn't be the first time. You know, sort of witchers have fraudulently claimed something. And then it cuts to the sort of training montage and the um, the young boys being thrown into the forest. Um, so there's uh, still yes. a little bit... Um, we sort of get um, the young, yeah, the young lads are sort of saying, "You're starving us. You know, all we're doing is fighting, and you know, we've not fed in days, and this is horrible." And Vesemir sort of gets in a scrap with them and beats one up, and then they go and sleep in the yes. barn. 
Uh, it's, it's a bad um, time for these poor little guys. It, it really is. These these poor kids. Um, yeah. Um, Deglin kind of like, or not Deglin, um, Vesemir at this point has already said like that he doesn't want to train the kids. He doesn't like children. He's bad with them. And uh, I think Vesemir had the right assessment of his personality at the time because he is not good with these kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's not he's not a good teacher. <laughs> He certainly is not. Um, and of course, he's he's talking, he, he, he's saying to them, you know, like, about, like, you know, just about how brutal the training has to be, et cetera, et cetera. And then it cuts, yes, it cuts back to child Vesemir's experience of the training, um, which is, yeah, being dumped in a swamp with no weapons with all of the other kids. And seeing loads of them get killed in front of him by, in fairly horrific manners. So there's, what, the, the, the zombies? Some real anime violence. Yeah. There's the... the, the, the undead guys cutting about or they might be they might be drowners mm-hmm. i think they're drowners um guys, the wraiths i think uh we were in the kids getting wasted by um i was just wraiths. deciding whether they were uh i think the first ones that kill them are drowners and then there's also like just weird other things i don't know what the bugs are are they aracast maybe oh that's a good question um quite possibly yeah uh, so. Let me pull. Let me pull the film up. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a look. Because I don't uh, think they're kikimors. Because kikimors don't fly. Um, no, no, no. Kikimors do not fly. Um, well, I mean, the, the subtitle literally says wraiths when the first ones show up and rip really? them apart. Yeah, but that, but that, but that's yeah. that's wraiths. They're the they're the explodey things. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, like, there are wraiths. That, yeah, there are explodey wraiths that turn up and like just grab them and then they disappear. Yes, you're yeah, right. Yeah, and, 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 and those guys genuinely are very visibly based on the Witcher two and three wave wraiths as well. Yeah, they're there, cool. there, there, there's weird, there's weird bugs as well, isn't? Aren't there? Or am I imagining that? No, yeah, there's the weird flying bugs because that's what takes Vesemir out uh, when he's running. Like they take one of yeah. his pal's arms off, and then he, they chase him off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, that that's what we're we're, we're we were trying to figure out what it is. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll just I'll ju- I'm just gonna pull it up very quickly. Uh, it's uh, like 29 minutes in ish. Um, yes. Um, yeah, this is just this is a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's wraiths, there's drowners, there's the weird bug things that rip his friend's arm off. There's these kind of dog-looking things. Oh uh, yeah, I think Not they're bar guests. Oh, those are probably bar guests, right? Yeah, those are bar guests. Yeah. Um, See, this is where I fought fail for having not having played the games because, like, yeah, we we just had. They hours do. They do hours. really ta- teach you about the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you have to get the in the first one especially because you can kill the monsters but you can't harvest anything from them till you buy the book which tells you what the monsters are. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't um, think those God. are Arakasai because Arakasai like are a lot more bulky. You know, mm. like 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 I maybe they're they just might, crossbreeds. They might be some sort of Endraga subtype. <gasps> I don't know. Yeah, it could be, could be Endraga. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good point. Because yeah. um, they're buggy. Um, but yeah, basically all of, all of his pals get killed. Yeah. <laughs> and bar yeah. two because we do know Tomas and Lucas survive. But yeah, he then sort of. I thought Tom- I thought Tomas. Oh, maybe Tomas doesn't make it through the trial of the grasses. I know Tom- Tomas doesn't make it very long. I thought it was Sven that was the one that made it and Luca. Fair enough, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either way, no, not very many people make it. Uh, this is before we even get to the freaking trial of the grasses like, yeah. we were we were talking about this right like like um yeah <laughs> with with Erin while watching this we were that we were like bad like the the death toll is high but then we were going like but actually that makes complete sense because you know um it's established that the tri- after the trial of the grasses a third 
of all of them do still live. So actually, the low actual amount of actual numbers of witchers would only make sense um, in the context that even by the time they get to the trial of the grasses, most of them are mowed down. Mm. Yeah. yeah we, and we just sort of see they're in an infirmary and there's just blood-covered beds um, that are empty and, yeah. Vesemir gets up and there's only two, you can only see two other kids in the beds and just, yeah, blood in the empty beds. And um, he sort of wanders down out of the infirmary and his uh, medallion is vibrating and he finds his way into uh, what the mage he runs into calls the, the, the bestiary. Um, where the mage you... claims to be doing research on specimens they found in the wild. Have you noticed how the mage was like looking at the corpse before? Like lying in the nearby yeah. bed? Oh god. Uh, yeah, that's a dark hint. Uh, I don't like it. So, no, yeah, in, in the I, first I game, like this is a big thing of creating uh, monsters and creepy crawlies and stuff. Because you can see here, when he gets into the lab, there's obviously the spinny floaty guys who are being created. At the start mm -hmm. of the first one, the monster that attacks you is a frightener, which is a, ma a monster created by magic. Created by magic. That's a whole thing. It's established yeah. in the universe. And that's not just the games. That's the, the books as well. Yes. Like, uh, Road with No Return, the, the, the Koshi is created by magic. Yes. Um, and also then in uh, uh, Season of Storms, that's all about stopping um, mages who have been creating mutant monsters. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, the overriding even... story of the first one is they're trying to replicate. The, the bad guys are basically trying to create a super army of super soldiers to yeah, fight like, the I White Frost. I was going to talk about this, right? Like this, this, this film deals a lot with mutations and how the Witcher mutations can also be used actually to create other monsters. Um, and mm. that is literally what happens in the first Witcher game. That, like somebody ransacks the lab at Care Warren, steals all the mutagen, all the mutagens that remain and such, and uh, yeah. and and starts creating evil mutants. Yep. Um, am I wrong in thinking there was something in the games about being able to like harvest mutations? Mutagens. Yeah, you can well. harvest mutagens. Yeah, you can ha har harvest mutagens and like upgrade your skills by imbibing them and shit. It's not clear uh, how it works. They're just an item. They never really elaborate on it. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually not very clear like how that works lore-wise. Yeah, and then of course we'll also remember um, Stregobora wanting Renfri's body so we could study her, study her mutation, studying all the mutated girls. Yeah, so there must be some way to like harvest mutagens and um, harness them, but it's never really clearly established what that is. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, so this has been like a core element of like the broader Witcher lore since like forever, basically. So it's just interesting that that's the thing they decided to really focus on for this film. Because I think that the show only viewers, and I'm sure Netflix is hoping the show only viewers are going to watch this. This is a really great way of bringing in this really key important theme from the broader um, context of the stories as well as the games and like highlighting it for people who are just watching the sort of visual medium. Yeah. And it's all, yeah, we also do see the trial of the grasses and the poor kids getting injected with stuff and mutating. And we see the eyes being created because they do have, they don't have the cat pupils, but they have golden eyes in this, which I thought, ah, well, you should have done the cat eyes, but I won't, I won't gripe too much. Um, yeah. And we see them like just mutating and becoming um, witchers and stuff like that and hallucinating. And Vesemir's hallucinations are very, um, Ileana's a prominent part of them. 
Um, yes. Of course, he's uh, right before he goes for his mutations, he's read her live, laugh, love letter. Yeah. And so. it's like live long and love and be happy and do what you, you know, do it. Yes. And it's all very, you know, oh, no. don't come home. There's nothing for you left. Cadewin attacked our, our lord and lady and have burned everything and taken, I've been taken by a noble family. Who are treating happy, me much, but your but family's much dead. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm happy. The family's much better and taught me to write, but your dad's dead. Like, yeah. So, you know, feudal conquest, hard to say if it's good or bad. Um, <laughs> because because, yeah. because they, she literally says that the kid weddies treat much better now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like, like, I can write, they let me paint and I can write now. Like, not not too shabby. But yeah, the, the scene of the, the trial of the grasses is just brutal. Just the, the, the kids just like hurling and writhing and getting injected with stuff. And yeah. Um, but yeah, and good that they've. I think it's good for visual um, continuity. They've gone with the Netflix show, yellow but not cat eyes. Um, yeah. <sighs> but uh, after this, all yeah, uh, we get another montage. Um, I love this montage. Oh my god, I love this montage so much. It's so, cool. so this is like a montage. And so this is, this is a montage of Vesemir becoming going from like young Witcher just out of his mutations to being Vesemir to like the 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 the. the slayer vesemir who's priced only for the most dangerous of monsters you see is him fighting off like a whole um like horde of uh, ghouls question mark i, 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 I think drowners um, or something um, they're just kind of yeah wet zombies yeah and seeing how like the, the, like he's making it rain with the gold this thing where he's like waving the wanted yeah. poster and like literally making it rain like oh so good it's so stylish um, and cool. yeah so good um and of course because they're witchers and, in a pub what happens <laughs> they get fight started well, on them by the oh, guard oh we're missing we're missing something though before they go to the pub it cuts to all of the witchers of his generation who survived sitting around waiting for the na- next batch of witchers oh, of course trial yes. of the grasses and there's a great little line in here where Vesemir's like oh, i'm not like basically i'm not waiting around to see who survives come on let's just go get drunk it's just gonna be eskel lambert and uh and maybe remus who lives so we got a little Eskel and Lambert mention. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. How could I forget that? Yeah. Yeah. I love, fan service. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, they're going to be the only ones who live. Notably, Geralt does not get mentioned. And uh, um, let's just go get drunk. Fuck it. I'm not waiting to see who, who lives. And then I go to the pub. <laughs> what a mood. Vesemir does not like kids. No, he, he's no, not a fan. It's no wonder Geralt has yeah. daddy issues. Well, it's uh, established. It, it, it's it's it corresponds to the books, but it's established that like Vesemir was first of all a sword ba- a sword fighting teacher. Like like he does not care all that. Much. Oh man, and what a sword fighting teacher! That montage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's it's incredible. And just all the sword fights within the film in general are just phenomenally choreographed and directed and visually stunning. Uh, they just oh, it's gorgeous. Um, so. Uh, but then, yeah, they're going to the pub and they're uh, chatting up some girls in turf colors. And uh, <laughs> I haven't even noticed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. The, the, that color scheme's ruined for me now. And, and we we do get yeah. Here's where I think Luca's established as being a beautiful bye boy. Um, yeah. And uh, good, good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> Although, it, but yes, because you were about to say because they're witchers in a pub, some fucking knight decides he's coming for them. Uh, yeah, and of course because they're just normal swordsmen, not super mutant, they get wasted, <laughs> and of course, yeah, as often happens, they end up in the jail, and they're getting Tetra wants them hung, drawn, quartered to make an example, and 
the, there's the Ileana reveal who reveals, no, I think we should do something else with them. Yeah, so Lady Zerbst, as we still know her, yeah. uh, says, you know, you can't, you can't just have, you know, do this without a, without a, without a trial. Um, you know, you're just, you're just, you know, after the Witchers, they were just defending themselves. You know, so Lady Zerbst is like a full, full on Witcher defender. Um, yeah, and you know, they they're debating, um, you know, the the, the nature of, of the monster attacks in the forest and 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 what people expect of the king. Um, and this is where uh, Lady Zerbst comes up with her great idea of instead of you know attacking the Witchers at Kermorin, which would just cause a war for Cadwin, why don't we just use the Witchers to deal with the monster situation? You know, like they were you know, originally intended to. Right. <laughs> Oh, and of course, um, this is where uh, Tetra fucking comes for Lady Zerbst. Yeah. yeah, uh, And says that she doesn't belong on this council. She bought her place here with her body, not with royal title. She's like, okay. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck you. It's a very yikes thing to say, Tetra. (sighs) Tetra. Ugh. Yeah. No wonder Um, wonder Vesemir doesn't trust dark-haired sorceresses. Well, indeed. Oh, yeah, there's a good reason um, for witchers not to like sorcerers and magic users. And there, there's a lot of reasons for witchers not to like sorcerers. But Vesemir in particular, yes. you know, like has a lot of reason not to trust Yennefer, I feel. Uh, instinctually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we do you see um, Vesemir in his cell doing the great escape thing, you know, throwing the ball, throwing mm-hmm. the thing at the wall. And, um, yes. You know, I want some food in a pot to piss in, and then he gets taken away to a nice uh, room. And surprisingly, the guard does give him to just that. His immediate reaction: yes, yeah, fine, gonna to take kitchen. him to a kitchen. Like honestly, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, this, this, this Witcher, this, this, this Witcher is surprisingly lovably full of actually just people behaving surprisingly decently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it turns out the reason they're being so nice to him is that Lady Zerbst is in fact, dun dun dun, Ileana. Yeah, and she brings him the wee, whatever it is, like cake, bread. The honey cake. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't have to share it this time. It's like, oh no. (laughs) I love honey cake. uh, It's it's, very wholesome. It's it's like she tells tells him her life story, how she married, um, like the the son of the noble family that took her in, um, like how as uh, like 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 as his wife, um, they had like she had like uh, three kids, three awful Um, children. Yeah, like (laughs) now has a grandchild as well, um, which really puts into perspective like how much Vesemir has not aged. Um, yeah, she, she she remarks on that, like, yeah, you know, I, I knew you didn't age, but uh, I bet you expected me to be this frail old lady, but you're still, well, he's stupid sexy Vesemir. Yeah. <laughs> Just 70 now. Uh, yes, she mentions later that she's almost 70. Uh, so, you know, she responds, so am I, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is time yeah. to begin magical aging, magical aging freeze age gap discourse. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because Ileana now has the privilege of being treated like an elder. Yes, whereas yes. Vesemir does not. She she enjoys the respect of of society, <laughs> whereas whereas Vesemir is still seen as a young bashful fool. Um, and I think that's a power imbalance that like is unaddressed in this film. Uh, there's a real epidemic of women in their seventies grooming men in their seventies that has to be stopped. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they have. It's quite a it's quite a nice wholesome pause in the misery and death of just two, yeah. you know, what could have been lovers, but now just old friends kind of being reunited, and it's all sweet and nice. Yeah, it's very and lovely. Yeah, and do you guys also feel like there's a real touch of sapic in this particular subplot? Like, Oh, yes. The, like, slightly doomed true love that couldn't quite be. This is very sapic. This is fairy tale. This is romance. Anjay, is... Anjay, we recognize you. You did this, didn't you? Like, like this was your idea. Oh yes, this is. You can see his fingerprints on here as creative consultant. Yeah, yeah. Like Ileana um, is, I think, Sapic's idea. Yeah, she. This feels. This feels like him. The 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 yeah the the doomed love that cannot be. Yeah. 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 It's very earnest and yeah, the whole arc of it obviously will come, I think now since, yeah, as you said, we're at the point where they're, they're about to head off on the mission so it makes a reasonable logic to sort of call half time because I think we're literally at half halfway in the episode. We right? have been we speaking are, yeah. for about an hour, lads. Like, I do think we should call half time and yep. discuss the rest of yeah, the Yeah, so episode. we'll just wrap up this scene. Um, so the, the scene gets wrapped up with um, Ileana saying that you know, she's got a way out of this for him. She will watch over Luca, but he needs to go find out what's been going on with all of these monster attacks and that he has to have a chaperone and that chaperone is going to be Tetra. Yeah, he actually initially thinks it's Ileana, but like, but it, like it refuses her saying that like such a frail old lady cannot like come with him. But uh, um, like, like, like Ileana is like, I, I am happy to reassure you that I am not in fact going to be a chaperone. And it turns out to be, te- to be Tetra, the witcher hating sorceress. Yeah. And this is like really kind of the, uh, not just literally the halfway point of the movie, it is a good breaking point because we've kind of just gotten all the Vesemir's backstory, all the backstory about the witchers, we've been introduced to all the characters, we kind of got this big kind of reveal, and sort of the second half is sort of um, how this all unfolds. Uh, we just had so much to say about it that we couldn't get it all into one episode. Yeah. So, uh, you'll so you'll have much. to catch us in... <laughs> yeah. So you'll have to catch us in a couple of weeks for the, uh, the second part. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh... Yeah. All in all, we very much enjoy the film. Go watch it right now if you haven't. I mean, our listeners will have almost likely. Um, yes. <laughs> but 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 please, if you haven't, do yourself a favor. Go watch it. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. Our music is Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Perny and Milislav Kolar, which you can find at freemusicarchive.org. And you can find us as at the Witcher cast on Twitter and Tumblr. And you can email us at castapodtierwitcher at gmail.com. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.